Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Thursday. Actually, it's only morning for me because I worked until 2 a.m. Didn't get to sleep probably until like 3.30, you know? So, you know, it's all screwed up. But um, I kind of like it, man. I mean, as a person who's always been a morning person, I do like this um, nighttime shift working, you know? Um, It's kind of cool to work late at night when nobody else is awake because nobody really bothers you, you know? And I really like the people that I work with, the other stalkers, almost to the man, you know, I like them and woman. Um, They're good people, you know? They're easy to work with, you know, everybody's in the same boat, you know, everybody's up during the night doing kind of crappy work for not enough money, you know, but you're doing it at Wegmans, which is a nice clean environment. They have the music on, you know, nobody's really busting your balls. Occasionally they give you free food, you know, um, you can go hang out in the, um, in the break room if you want or out in your car for a minute or two. So it's really not bad, you know, I mean, really you take a break whenever you want, but Normally, I just go at it, you know, and try to get my stuff done. Unless I'm just unusually tired, you know. And when I'm unusually tired at work in the night shift, um, I actually don't drink coffee because I don't want to um, not be able to sleep when I get home, you know. So I usually just tough it out. I get an iced tea at McDonald's, and um, a large unsweetened iced tea with lemon, which only cost me $1.37 with tax, you know. I think it used to be 99 cents and they bu- they moved it up to like a buck and a quarter or something like that. But it's a good deal, you know. So I usually get that iced tea and that's the only caffeine that I really go for through my shift, which might be anywhere between like five hours and eight hours, you know, overnight. And like last night I was stocking um, some difficult things, you know, like big cases of Gatorade were probably the more difficult things that I was stocking. But most of it was like juice, you know, a lot of cranberry juice because people are getting ready for Thanksgiving, a lot of cran grape, you know, like, you know, stuff like that. And then, eh, you know what? A lot of people don't buy V8 tomato juice anymore, but V8 has these fusion drinks now where they have like different, uh, it's pure juice and they don't have any tomato juice in them because tomato juice is good for you, but it's really disgusting, you know, Um, but they have some other stuff. But still, I think most people think like me. If you see V8, you just assume it's going to be disgusting, you know? And if you're going to buy juice, like all-natural juice, you'd rather just buy the Wegmans brand or a Juicy Juice or Ocean Spray or something like that, you know? I mean, you can get it sugar added. You can get it no sugar added. And you can get it pure juice, you know, just organic. Um, And that's pretty good for you. I might start buying some of that stuff. I mean, if it's organic, pure fruit juice without any sugar, you know, or or too many calories or anything like that, um, I might start buying. I've been stocking them and checking them out. I'm like, yeah, maybe this stuff is pretty good. I know when I worked at um, the uh, nursing home over the summer, um, sometimes I would drink juice that they would have out um, for the, um, you know, for the residents of the nursing home, you know, for the older people. And they were pretty good. I mean, I think cranberry juice was probably something I drank, you know. I'm trying to think. I don't think it was prune juice, you know, which generally you think of prune juice, you think it's something disgusting that your grandfather had to drink to go to the bathroom. 
if you're my age, you know, I'm in my 50s. Um, a lot of the listeners here are in their 40s and 50s. That's what you think about prune juice, you know. Um, but, you know, there are some fruit juices that are good for you. Unfortunately, the stuff that the kids drink out of the juice boxes just has all kinds of added sugar to it, you know. So it's not that great. I mean, I like a good cherry pie with sugar added because I've had the natural cherry pie, no sugar added, and it's just pretty disgusting. So, I mean, there's some things that you have to add sugar. But when it comes to um, juice, you know, like even grapefruit juice, I think if you can just get it all natural, you know, and especially fresh squeezed orange juice, if you can get it all natural, um, that's the way to go, you know. That is the way the earth intended you to drink it, you know, and it's good for you. A lot of things that are natural are good for you, you know, and fruit juice is one of those things. So I don't know. I got off on a tangent about fruit juice because that's what I was stocking last night. Um, We're heading into the off season during baseball and there's really not a lot going on. Personally, tonight's going to be an exciting night for me. I don't think I'm going to drop any bets because I still don't have a lot of extra money. You know, at least right now, you know, I have a couple deals that I'll fund in the next few months um, from my old job um, financing. But for right now, I don't really have any extra cash, you know, and I don't really know which way I would go. You know, I wouldn't touch the Astros Phillies game tonight with a 10 foot pole because who knows, you know, I mean, obviously I'm leaning Astros, you know, because of the pitching. Um, the Phillies have Thor, you know, who's not the same guy who came up with the Mets a bunch of years back. You know, he doesn't throw his heart. He doesn't try to throw 103 miles an hour every pitch. And they should have kept him as a closer and not a starter knowing that he did that, you know, but now he's, he's not a shell of his former, former self, but he's certainly not the same guy, you know? So the Phillies are starting out with Thor, but you could imagine that going downhill and them having to bring in other pitchers, you know? But it's certainly a must win for the Philadelphia Phillies at home, you know, just because, well, it's definitely a must win. You know, you're not going to go down three to two into Houston and win the World Series. That's not going to happen. You know, I mean, the one World Series that I remember is um, the Chicago Cubs uh, only had to win one game. But it was um, it was the series where the curse was really, you know, bright. And it was the year that the Miami Marlins won, you know, and the Cubs could not win game six and seven at home with their two best pitchers on the mound, you know. So, I mean, sometimes, um, sometimes it is, you know, whoever has the momentum, you know, but Houston, this whole series, Houston has been the better team, you know, I mean, you're talking about a team that won 105 games Versus a team that won 90 games, you know, or something like that. Um, The Phillies just squeezed in to the playoffs. So even though they've played well at home, I think last night where they got shut out at home kind of killed all that momentum of thinking that they can't win. They can't lose at home, you know, and that may have just sealed the deal for the Houston Astros in this series. You know, we'll have to wait and see. But um that's at least the way I'm leaning, you know, but I have no idea what's going to happen. You know, I have no idea how these things trend and how these things go game by game. 
you know, I can't predict the future. So I'm not betting that game, you know. And then the other game, I guess I was leaning towards betting a little bit, was um, the Houston Texans at home. You know, the Houston Texans quarterback is not great, but he's not as bad as people think, you know. The guy that replaced um, that uh, massage dude (laughs) that went to the uh, Browns. Um, He's not that bad, right? And I haven't really looked at the Texans and what they've done this year. I know they're one, four, and one, you know. But for me, this seems like a good time for the Eagles to lose, you know. They are um, on the road, you know, against a team that they could easily take for granted. You know, they're coming off um, crushing the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know. And for me... I would look at that side, you know, although I haven't been good this year in betting NFL games. I haven't actually bet any with real money, but actually picking the games. And um, I don't know, man. You know, I could be dead wrong. I'm usually not good. I can pick 60% after week eight, you know, because I just kind of have a system that I go with, you know, teams that are overrated, teams that are cooling off and bad teams that are getting better, you know. And just finding bad teams in good spots. You know, you can win the second half of the year in the NFL. Um, but the first half of the year, I generally do bad. And I don't bet at all, you know. And this could probably still be considered the first half of the year, you know. Um, it's not week eight or week nine yet, I don't think. So, you know, you could have a situation where the Philadelphia Eagles just blow out Houston, but I don't feel it tonight, you know? I don't feel that happening, you know? And that nine and a half point line, you know? It's not ten and a half, you know what I mean? I think that some of the smart money is on Houston tonight at home. And, I mean, the Eagles are a great team. Or at least a very, very good team. But everybody stumbles during the season, you know? And this just seems like a good time to stumble, you know? On a Thursday night. After beating the Pittsburgh Steelers at home easily, you know? So, yeah, I might. I might take something on the on the um, Texans tonight. And I don't know what I'll do, you know? So I'm going to go to the, um, the casino. And I'm going to watch at least the first half of the Eagles game. And then, you know, depending on how the Phillies game goes, I'll stay for the whole game, you know? But should I just bet the first half of the Eagles game? Probably, you know, I think that's probably what I'll do. You can get a line in the first half, and I think I'll bet that um, the Houston Texans get off to a nice start, you know. I might be able to get the Houston Texans plus six and a half in the first half, and I'll take it, you know. And I might lose, you know, and who cares, you know. I'm not going to bet much, but at least there'll be a little action for me while I'm at the casino. I mean, so that's kind of what's going on with me, you know. And I was thinking about the Pittsburgh Pirates. And um, this season, not the major league season, which went exactly as I expected, this minor league season has not just been disappointing. It's been a disaster for the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know? I mean, you have disappointments everywhere from Henry Davis. You know, people were excited to see Henry Davis play. And he was just awful in double A. And he's been pretty bad in the Arizona Fall League. 
The season has been disappointing. Well, at least the Arizona Fall League portion for um, Quinn Priester, you know, a guy that people were hoping would be a number two for the Pirates. I don't know what's going on, but at least my baseball reference app is telling me that he has a 6.8 ERA in the Arizona Fall League in 19 innings. I mean, what is that, you know? That's awful. Because both of the pitchers that pitched in the Arizona Fall League last year, um, they were, um, well, actually there was three that I can think of. But the main ones were Michael Burrows and um, and Roanzi Contreras, you know. And those guys held their own at least, you know. I mean, I think their ERAs might have been north of four for a little while. But I think they ended in the threes, you know. I mean, I think those guys did pretty good. Even after pitching like a full season, you know, or close to a full season. Um, and Quinn Priester, I mean, he can't be tired, right? I mean, he gave, he got the entire first two months to rest. He was just working in Pirates camp, um, recovering from his, uh, his lat issues, you know. And he pitched pretty well in the minor leagues this year, you know. He just figured, you know, he wasn't striking guys out, but he was trying to do something different, you know, and relying on his defense. And it was working out pretty good. You know, his numbers were pretty good in the minors this year. They sort of tailed off towards the end a little bit. And what he's doing in the Arizona Fall League is just terrible, you know. Just another red flag, you know. And Nick Gonzalez, you know, a guy who was 380 in the Arizona Fall League last year, is batting 237. And my, if you remember, my, um, my guess on Nick Gonzalez is that he was trying too hard to improve his launch angle and become a home run hitter rather than just become an average hitter, you know, a guy who hits for average in doubles. That's the only explanation I can think of with this guy, you know? Like how he could strike out so many times this year and how his OPS could go down as much as it has this year, you know? It's just been a disappointing year for Nick Gonzalez, even though he showed flashes like a week or two here where he started to pick things up, you know? It's been a really disappointing year for all of the first-round picks because now, now I have to throw Quinn Priester in there. So Priester was 2019. Um, 2020 was Nick Gonzalez. And 2021 was Henry Davis. And don't forget, he was the first pick overall. You know, there were really, really talented guys they could have taken in that spot. And they passed on them for Henry Davis, you know. Man, it's a big year for Henry Davis next year, you know. My hope for him, if I was a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, and my hope for him anyway, you know, is that he's a slugging first baseman, you know. Maybe he hits 250, but maybe he hits you 30 home runs a year and 30 doubles a year. You know, the Pirates could really use that, you know. But that is by by far the best case scenario now, you know, because he has some pop in his swing. That's what you're hopeful for. But, man, he hasn't shown that. You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't shown that even against double-A hitters. And the guy's 23 years old now, you know? Quinn Priester is getting older, you know? All these guys are getting older now. Even Paguero, who's been one of the more disappointing guys this year, he's starting to get older, you know? Matt Frazier was a massive disappointment. 
you know, and he's like going to be 25 next year, you know. I mean, guys like that just completely flamed out, you know. I mean, guys that we had hope for, you know, like Mason Martin, they just had awful years, you know, and completely flamed out, you know. And even the super young guys like Hudson Head, huge disappointments, you know. A lot of the pitchers were huge disappointments. I mean, I have never seen um, two years that were polar opposites of each other on the minor league system level, you know. I feel like last year there was a lot of optimism with the Pittsburgh Pirates minor league system that a lot of guys were doing really well. Guys like the guys I just mentioned, you know. Not necessarily Paguero doing really well with his numbers, but he was still super young, you know what I mean? But we still had a lot of hope for guys like Quinn Priester, you know. And I'm sure people still have hope for Quinn Priester, you know. Um, It seemed like it was a great draft for the Pirates last year. Now I don't know about great draft, you know. I haven't even seen or heard from that Penn State kid that they drafted, you know. (laughs) So, I mean, who knows what's going on there, you know. And other guys were really disappointing, like Braylon Bishop and stuff like that. You know, they just didn't do anything. They're not going to be major league players, you know. But, man, I mean, it seems like you had so... I know I had so much hope last year in my podcast. And then this year, looking at the Pittsburgh Pirates minor leaguers, it's just hopeless, you know. The only guy that's really panned out in the major leagues so far, and who knows if he's going to have a sophomore slump or whatnot, is O'Neill Cruz finishing the major leagues really good this year. But then again, September numbers, you know, you never know. We're really going to have to see what O'Neill Cruz does next year, you know. Does he take a step forward or does he take a step backward in sort of like a sophomore type slump, you know. But other than that, man, Jesus, Nick Gonzalez, so disappointing, you know. I mean, I can't even say how disappointed I am in him, you know. Matt Frazier, even more disappointed, you know. Like, the only guy that had a really great year was Michael Burrows, you know. And even he ran out of gas at the end. So I have no idea what is going on here with Ben Sherrington, you know. I don't trust him. I don't like him. I don't like his attitude, you know. I don't see what's going on here being good, you know. I mean, I blocked all the fanboys because I'm sure that they're all just ignoring all the bad stats and cherry-picking when guys have a good week here or there. But it's not good, you know. Anybody that follows the Pirates, including guys like Anthony Morgan or Anth. um, I don't even know if that's his last name anymore. I forget. (laughs) But even, even those guys, you know. They have to admit that this sure has been a disappointing year for the Pittsburgh Pirates prospects, you know. Bradenton was a disaster. Greensboro was worse, you know. Altoona was disappointing. And Indy was inconsistent, you know. Because at the beginning of the year, I didn't have hope for him. But people still had hope for guys like Travis Swaggerty, you know. I mean, there's no way he's going to be a good major league player, you know. He might be a good defender and a fifth outfielder, but man, the Pittsburgh Pirates cannot hit the ball. And it starts in the minors and finishes in the majors, you know? They have a few guys that'll hit home runs and bat 190, but actual hitters, you know, like guys who really know how to hit the ball, the art of hitting 
is not anywhere in the Pittsburgh Pirates system unless your name is Andy Rodriguez, you know? It's just bad, man. And we're going into the offseason, and I don't know if I'm going to still have ideas for this podcast, you know? Most days I like to do a podcast, but right now I'm on the deck. It's Indian summer weather, and I'm enjoying myself, you know? And, you know, there's stuff going on with the Steelers. There's stuff going on with other things in sports and other things in the world, you know, that I could talk about on my podcast. But I do enjoy spending time with you guys, you know? And I appreciate all the listens. I was thinking that no one would listen yesterday, you know, because I was talking about the Phillies or whatnot. And there was still like a good chunk of listeners. So as long as you guys are still here, you know, and I enjoy doing this, I might as well keep doing it. Even if I have nothing to talk about, you know, even if I'm talking about fruit juice and no sugar added cherry pies. (laughs) All right. Peace out.